This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Drops it off to Vooch, he'll dunk it down. Daddy Vooch! Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Throws up ahead to Isaac and look at the tomahawk from the Seminole. See Fasciola smiling somewhere. Now here's your host, Jake Chapman. And welcome to Magic Drive Time. We are presented by International Diamond Center, Friday, November 8th. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. The Magic and the Grizzlies coming up tonight at 7 o'clock from the Amway Center. We'll have that game for you over on 104.5 The Beat because of UCF football tonight. So pregame with yours truly at 6.30. The opening tap, Dennis and Richie will have it for you at 7. And again, that's over on 104.5 The Beat. The Magic back home for an extended five-game homestand. Get started tonight with the Memphis Grizzlies. We will not see Terrence Ross tonight. He'll miss his second straight game, dealing with knee tendinitis. Coach Clifford saying this morning at shoot-around, the team will practice tomorrow. They'll reevaluate T. Ross then. Ideally, he gets through practice tomorrow, feels good, and then he'll be back on the floor Sunday. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And, oh, by the way, Sunday, Pacers in town seats for Soldiers Night. Uh, so that's always fun, and you can get your tickets at OrlandoMagic.com. Speaking of OrlandoMagic.com, I guess for the first segment today, joins me in studio. He's on Twitter at Dan underscore Savage, writer and director of digital content for OrlandoMagic.com. He's Dan Savage. Hello, Dan. Jake, it's both good to be back in studio and then back in Orlando playing a home game at Amway Center tonight. Much needed for both things. Yeah, you were with the team, uh, Dan, on that two-game trip. OKC, a tough loss, but Dallas was almost even tougher, I think. It's kind of like that dichotomy where... You played well enough to win a game. You did about 99.9% of what you needed to get done to get that W, but that 0.1% is, is, it was the end of the game. You take an L in a game that you played a really good team on the road and you just couldn't get it finished. No, absolutely. And you look at so many things in that game where they could potentially go the other way. Does Steve Clifford get that timeout? Then Aaron Gordon doesn't pick up a sixth foul and the ball gets turnover. Vooch with an open look. Normally he can knock that down. DJ Augustine create, creating separation. Does he step back, take that shot, and it's Toronto all over again? Yep. There are a million moments in that game that could go the other way, and we're talking about an Orlando Magic win and how this team's rebounded and started to find itself, scoring over 100 points, etc. But instead we're in a situation tonight where the Magic need a win against a Memphis team, especially on their home floor. It does feel like kind of a must. I mean, you have to get these games, get back on the right track. Obviously, the homestand is really important. Five big games here and two winnable games this weekend. But the Memphis Grizzlies come in, and if you're going to be the team that we talk about this team being, you got to take care of business tonight. I hate to say this early in the season, any game is that important, but this is one you got to get. Now, when you look at the schedule when it comes out, uh, after a two-game road trip, back-to-back, you have a day off, you look at this matchup and you'd be like, you have to win. Uh, against Memphis, and especially when you stack up what happened before it, uh, these are the things that you need to lock down before things could start to go south. So there has to be a sense of sense of urgency there. I know Steve Clifford talked about you can't look ahead, and st- the second you start doing that, things can really get away from you. Yep. But at the same time, as a professional basketball player, you have to be aware and have that urgency tonight as you step on your home floor that you have to take care of business. One of the silver linings, I guess, and, and look, we need Terrence Ross back. They need him in the, with that bench punch. They need him knocking down shots immediately. But it opens up some space in the rotation for Michael Carter-Williams. Dan, every time I watch the guy play, I'm going, how do you leave this guy out of the rotation? I know it's something that drives Cliff nuts because he loves his on-ball defense. He says he's his best defender on roster, and yet he prefers to go with the nine-man rotation. But MCW was great the other night, and he... 
He's phenomenal. He does all the little things well, but he's also way better in offensive player than anybody gives him credit for. Is he ever going to be a three-point uh, shootout champion? Probably not. But offensively, he does a whole bunch of little things really well, getting guys in the right spots, driving the basketball, and uh, and sort of organizing the team. I just feel really comfortable with MCW on the floor at all times. No, he's a secondary ball handler, obviously, yep. last season as the team made that playoff run, he was an instrumental part of that. If he doesn't come in and be part of this team, you can question uh, whether or not this team makes the playoffs. He and Kem Birch were the two difference makers that were changed in and added to the roster as that team made its 22-9 and run. So MCW deserves some credit for that. Uh, is he the tremendous offensive explosion player that I think people are searching for? What you have to do is create opportunities elsewhere. And MCW's defense can create transition opportunities where this team can start to find its groove offensively before they eventually start knocking down shots. And on the side of that, he is good at taking the ball to the rack. Uh, there were a few situations where you could argue maybe he should have got a foul call last game that would have helped him uh, generate some another transition opportunity. And on top of that, uh, he's got good control at times, making a spin move, uh, coming through the lane, where you really look at him and you're like, all right, th- th- this guy could get it done enough offensively that makes it worth it, especially when you look at his effort on the defensive end which is sensational at times. When you see the offensive numbers, one of the things we've been sort of harping on for a couple weeks now is figuring out a way to get easy buckets, whether that's crashing the offensive glass or letting your defense create offense for you. Getting out and running is very, very key for this team right now, and you've seen it sort of develop over time. You saw it the other day, 22 points in that Dallas game. I think that's going to be a huge key tonight, especially against this Memphis team. This is a team that wants to do the same thing against you, so you know, be leery of getting into too much of a track meet. But this is a team that takes a lot of gambles defensively, um, takes a lot of gambles really across the board. They're going to try to use their athleticism. You should have an opportunity tonight to sort of run them off the gym. No, absolutely. Off the floor. <laughs> no, absolutely. When you when you look at the the this Memphis team, they're composed with some nice elements. You have John Morant, you have Jaron Jackson Jr., but they also have a young head coach. This team is trying to figure out him. Taylor Jenkins is his name. (laughs) Taylor Jenkins is his name. (laughs) Don't don't forget it. Uh, But you look at that roster, there's an opportunity for them to make some mistakes, and the Magic have the pieces defensively to capitalize on those mistakes and create offensive opportunities. So if you're looking for an easy offensive explosion, this is a perfect game where your defense can lead to offense. And the Magic could take advantage of some of the struggles. We're looking at Jaron Jackson Jr. right now. He's having an up-and-down season, maybe in his head a little bit, maybe trying to figure out elements of a new coach. I think this is his fifth coach in five years when you look all the way back to high school. Hmm. So he's, he's really trying to figure out the system right now. And that's when the Magic, who have continuity and a lot of players who are very familiar with, with their roster and what their defensive principles should be, can try to take advantage of those opportunities. Because look, Jenkins comes from a, the bud tree, which is all about system and yep. figuring out how to play within each other. They're going to hit a point at some time in their development where they're very disciplined and making very few mistakes. But this is not that time, and this is where the Magic have a chance to, to really capitalize. And Omari Sankofa from The Athletic is going to join me in segment two. We'll get a full scouting report uh, on the Memphis Grizzlies. One other development the other night, and it's really not just from the other night. Jonathan Isaac's defense all season long, Dan, has been insane. Uh, 13 points the other night, 10 boards, 6 block shots, and 4 steals. He's doing some some eye-popping stuff right now. No, and when you toss the 5 assists that yes, he had yes. in there, uh, he joined only Hakeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson as the only players ever 
to accomplish that feat when when you consider that he had at least 13 points, 10 rebounds, 5 plus assists, 6 plus block shots, and 4 plus steals in a single game. And when you also look at that, he is the youngest of the three of course. to uh, accomplish Holy that feat. Holy smokes. And, uh, and the other eye-dropping or eye-popping stat is uh, that Isaac's start to the year, he's averaging uh, 1.4 three-pointers made, 1.8 steals per game, and three block shots, which leads the NBA per game. No player in NBA history has ever averaged one three, one steal, and two blocks per game. Wow. And he's clearly surpassing all three of those numbers. So he finds himself in a very unique category right now uh, that that he could be a very elite player in certain aspects of the game. And the funny part is chatting with J.I., he really doesn't think he's scratched his defensive surface yet. He thinks he can get much better. And it's almost like he shies away from praise of talking about that subject because he he doesn't even think he's close to getting there yet. And so for the rest of the NBA, that's a scary thought. But for a Magic fan, uh, that's something really What was positive. the number of deflections he had the other night? Do you remember off the top of your head? I think it was like yeah. 14 or something, if you consider yeah. if you consider all of them, the Be- way they chart it. Because I believe Steve Clifford has like a number, and it's around like 32, 34 for an entire team to be a, a very good night. And he had like 14. He almost had half. <laughs> that's nuts. What an entire team's good. That, that's not just like an average game. That's a good deflection numbers game. And he almost did half of that by himself. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, if, as soon as the defense or the offense catches up to the defense, this team's going to take off. Still waiting for it. Hopefully it comes tonight. We'll talk about the Memphis Grizzlies when we come back. He's Dan Savage, Dan underscore Savage on Twitter. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, there he is, Dan Savage. Make sure you follow all of his stuff at OrlandoMagic.com and on Twitter at Dan underscore Savage. Magic fans, you can play where the pros play with the Court of Dreams package or perform pregame and let center court become center stage. Group experiences are endless at Amway Center. Visit OrlandoMagic.com slash groups to learn more about these amazing group opportunities. More Magic Drive Time when we come back right here, 96.9 The Game. When it comes to the best diamonds at the best prices in Florida, Magic fans choose International Diamond Center. It's why IDC has earned the title Exclusive Jeweler of the Orlando Magic year after year. IDC dominates the competition every day with a massive inventory of hand-selected diamonds, literally thousands of designer rings, an unparalleled selection of fashion jewelry, the guaranteed best values in America, and the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry. Learn more at shopidc.com slash gomagic, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Orlando Magic Flex Plans get you the games you want, when you want. Choose any games, lock in your seats, and save big off-gate prices. You can see top opponents like the Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets, or choose the weekend games to fit your schedule. Any way you build it, Flex Plans allow you to experience magic above all the way you want. Visit orlandomagic.com slash flexplans to customize your plan today. At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you gotta do what you gotta do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you wanna do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do Let's do it. Let's do it. Do the do. Exciting news, Magic fans and pasta lovers. Olive Garden and the Orlando Magic have teamed up for a delicious giveaway. 
When the Magic make three or more dunks during a home game, everyone in attendance receives an offer for buy one entree, get one free. Just open your Magic app after the game to receive the voucher. So grab your tickets for the opportunity to score this mouthwatering deal. Aaron Gordon takes a handoff, comes down the baseline, got to the top and rammed it home. Back-to-back dunks, Orlando. This is a three-point game. Hi, this is Orlando Magic head coach Steve Clifford. Since day one, the Orlando Magic have trusted the professionals at Jewett Orthopedic Clinic to keep us in the game. We not only think they are the best orthopedic group in Orlando, we think they are the best throughout the NBA. So go where the pros go and get back in the game with Jewett Orthopedic Clinic. Jewett Orthopedic Clinic, the official team physicians for your Orlando Magic. I'm Robert Palmer, president of RP Funding. With home values at an all-time high, smart homeowners are using RP Funding to access their home equity now more than ever. Home equity could be the best way to finance home improvements, consolidate debt, make investments, or even large purchases. But don't use your home equity to pay closing costs. Let me pay them instead. Call 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634, or visit rpfunding.com. Terms and conditions apply. See website in MLS 70168, equal housing. Hey, Magic fans, here's a pass that always leads to a score. Buy or renew a qualifying Walt Disney World annual pass at Amway Center this season and score a free Orlando Magic Nike Swingman jersey in the color of your choice. One annual pass gets you a year of theme park magic at all four Walt Disney World parks and an Orlando Magic jersey. That's twice the magic. Visit the Orlando Magic team shop at Amway Center or orlandomagic.com slash annual pass for more information. Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof. This is Steve Clifford of the Orlando Magic. It's time to get ready for tonight's game with Magic Drive Time. And welcome back into Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. The Magic and the Grizzlies coming your way 7 o'clock tonight over on 104.5. The Beat Dan Savage with me in that first segment from OrlandoMagic.com. And very excited to chat Grizz a bit here in the second segment, get an idea of what the Magic are going to be dealing with tonight. Omari Sankova does a phenomenal job covering the Grizzlies for the Athletic in Memphis, and he stops by right now on the hotline to chat for a few. Omari, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing awesome. No complaints on my end. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Thanks for taking a couple minutes. Appreciate it. This Memphis Grizzlies team, Omari, um, you know, not a ton of expectations headed into this year, but I think obviously, you know, sort of coming out of the grit and grind era, you see the future, you see the young talent in place, probably just going to take a while for it all to click sort of. But let's start with John Morant. Obviously, a lot of people excited to see him. I'm anxious to see him tonight. What have you seen so far from young John Morant and, and where is his game headed? Man, John Morant's been 
Incredible. I mean, you know, I certainly feel comfortable saying he's ahead of schedule. Just, uh, you know, I think everybody knew he would be a good passer coming in. You know, that was, uh, you know, his best skill at Murray State. But he's he's really em- embraced, you know, the, the scoring side of the point guard position as well, too. Uh, you know, he's been one of the best guards uh, as far as just having the ball in his hands, making things happening in the fourth quarter. You know, it hasn't really paid off as far as wins because, you know, as you kind of alluded to, this is a rebuilding team. And, uh, it's going to be a while before they can they can win games consistently, but uh, you know I, I think John's been the best rookie in the in the NBA uh, so far, and uh, you know he really kind of looks the part of this uh, new age of point guards who uh, you know can kind of do everything on on the court. You know he's a good finisher, he's a good passer, and obviously he's a good athlete. You know I think the Grizzlies are really excited that they were able to draft him second overall. You heard the comparisons when he was coming out um, with Russell Westbrook, and you saw him the other night. Russell Westbrook grabbed him after the game. Seemed like he had some some words of encouragement for him. He probably it, it probably wasn't even words of encouragement. It was probably just tell him uh, just go out here and kill everybody because that's how it feels like. <laughs> right. Are they wired the same way? Is that, are the similarities not even off the floor? I mean, does he or, uh, on the floor? Does he feel like you know he kind of has that motor and, and that intensity um, that Russ has? What's he like just as a person? And and what what are the Grizzlies hope? he's going to turn into um, as what I'm assuming they expect to be a, a leader of a franchise one day. Absolutely. I think, I think uh, John definitely has like that, like what's bricking and killer instinct. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know if they play the game the same way. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think Morant is much more of a uh, point guard first, you know, whereas he, he likes to, you know, really get uh, his, his guys involved and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I think ultimately he will be a better passer at Westbrook. But they have that same killer instinct in the sense that they're just always going 100 miles an hour. I mean, like, John really can't help himself. He, uh, at least once a game, he tries to get somebody on, like, a poster. And it's not just, like, uh, and like your average poster. Like, he's, like, jumping to, like, two, three guys at once. <laughs> you know, he's had some, some awkward spills at the same time, which kind of makes you nervous. Because, you know, he he just has no regard for his body on some players the way he's just trying to, like, yam on guys. But that's just the way he's, he's wired. You know, you can tell he really likes going for those highlight plays. Uh, he hasn't quite gotten a big poster yet. You know, it's only a matter of time before he gets it because he has been gunning for them so hard. Uh, but, you know, but you, you you see that in him, that he just kind of has, like, this, this dog in him that, you know, is really going to propel him forward. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, I think I think uh, he and Westbrook are different players for sure. I think I think uh, Jaws more of a Derrick Rose, you know, like a prime Derrick Rose in the Westbrook, uh, just in the way he attacks the basket, you know, in the ways that, uh, you know, he's, he's he's good at finding guys when he's in, in midair, and uh, you know, he's he's more of a point guard, point guard than a guy like Westbrook, where you're just going 100 miles an hour and probably looking to score first and second before you pass it off. The rest of the young talent right now, obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, you know, high hopes for him moving forward. What's what's it like? You're a Michigan State grad, so I'm sure you were kind of locked in on him in the first place. But what have you seen from him now in year two, and what's the future hold uh, for Triple J? For sure, it's been a little bit of a slow start for Jaron, honestly. Right. Uh, you know, he had foul trouble last season, and uh, you know that's kind of continued this season. You know, I think he's. Uh, I don't know, you know, who the foul leader in the NBA is, but you know, I'm sure he's certainly in like the top five percent. Uh, you know, it's gotten to the point where it's been tough for him to stay on the court because he's picking up uh, two fouls, you know, in like first quarters, and it kind of takes him out the game. Uh, I think the the thing for Jaron, you know, for one, is cutting those fouls down. But uh, two, you know, this is a new scheme. Terry Jenkins is, you know, like a modern-minded coach being under Mike Budenholzer for so long. 
And uh, he's using Jaron differently than how Jaron was used last year, which, you know, Jaron was really good at post-ups, good at ISO, and, uh, you know, just a really good rim protector last season. And now he's a lot more of a face-up guy where he has to use his ball handling to kind of create his own offense. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a work in progress for him. You know, he has the skill set to do it. You know, I think he has the mindset to do it. But uh, he has to kind of get over himself, you know, as far as the fouls and then also just getting used to this game. So, uh, you know, it has not really been the start I think people expected from him. But, you know, you still see him doing the things he was good at last season. Like, you know, we know he can shoot better than he's currently shooting it. You know, we know that he can defend without picking up those fouls. So uh, I'm not going to call it a sophomore slump yet, you know, because I think the Grizzlies have only played seven games. Uh, but uh, it's definitely more of a work in progress as far as the coaching staff kind of helping Jaron be great. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. With a guy like that, I mean, obviously he was going to be a projection in the first place. He was so raw, but you certainly saw all um, all the potential skills and what it could look like eventually. But then, look, if you come in and you have two different head coaches and uh, your first two seasons in the league, especially a guy like him, um, that can be difficult. I think right now, I, I was thinking about the idea of putting him next to like Jay Crowder and, and, and Valanchunas and what he can sort of glean from those guys. What does a guy like Jay Crowder bring to that locker room? How important is that veteran presence for young guys like Jaron? It's huge. You know, I mean, this team does not have an active player uh, over the age of 30, mm. you know, which obviously is pretty rare. Uh, you know, I think obviously like Andre Iguodala, you know, is like the oldest guy on, on the team, but he's not with the, the right. team. So that's kind of left it up to guys like Jay Crowder, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, and Solomon Hill to kind of build that veteran role. And Jay Crowder, like he told us during, during media day, like he wants to be, you know, like a veteran leader for his team. You know, he wants to be a guy that, uh, you know, the younger guys could look to, you know, like take his brain, ask for advice. And uh, he certainly embraced that role. You know, he's talked a lot this season about, uh, you know, just what the Grizzlies need to do to, you know, sharpen their mindset, you know, like develop, uh, get, get better as a uh, team. Uh, you know, I think he really has embraced that that veteran role. And he's also had a pretty, you know, I guess relative to the rest of the team, high minutes though too. And uh for coaching for Taylor Jenkins and the rest of the coaching staff, uh it's valuable to have a guy like Jerry Carter on the court who obviously is good on both sides of the floor. Like he just you get a lot of stability from him, uh, that the Grizzlies otherwise don't really have since they're so young. Omari Sankofa covers the uh, Memphis Grizzlies for The Athletic, does a phenomenal job. He's my guest today on Magic Drive Time. I swear to God, Omari, I probably shouldn't admit this on the air, but last week I had that moment where I said, who's the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know you I'm know, not the I've only had, one. <laughs> yeah, I've had several re- reporters that saw them to the side, you know, that I know they come in for a Grizzlies game, and they kind of answer to you like, man, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I had no idea who this guy was before just <laughs> <laughs> I did my homework. Obviously, he's a Coach Bud guy, and he started with the Spurs, uh, spent time in Atlanta with Bud in Milwaukee as well. Tell me about him. I mean, he's 35 years old. He's he, he's one of these sort of young, hotshot coaches. He obviously has the pedigree. What's it like covering him, and, and what, what are going to be hallmarks of a Taylor Jenkins team eventually? For sure. So uh, Taylor is young. You know, obviously, for one, he's 35, so. You know, I believe he's the second youngest head coach in the NBA, uh, you know, uh, followed only by Ryan Saunders, who uh, obviously, you know, Flip Saunders' son in, um, in Milwaukee, not Milwaukee, Minnesota. And I think he's only 32. So, yeah, Taylor's a young guy, obviously, hasn't been around as long and hasn't really developed his name uh, beyond being a coach but disciple. And uh, he also, you know, is 
one of the few head coaches ever who uh, didn't really have a playing career before he went into coaching. So, right. so, you know, you have coaches who were known either overseas or, you know, from college or in the NBA on some level because they played. And uh, Taylor doesn't really have any of that. So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a unique hire by the Grizzlies. But uh, he is a uh, Mike Budenholzer disciple, and he's brought a lot of those same uh, I guess uh, schematic philosophies to Memphis. You know, he wants to shoot a lot of threes. He wants to play fast paced. Uh, he wants to, you know, prioritize shots at, at the rim rather than getting mid range uh, shots up. And uh, we've seen some of that coming to fruition so far. Uh, the Grizzlies, uh, you know, I know as of Wednesday were uh, top five in the NBA in pace, which, you know, I don't know if the Grizzlies had ever really played that fast and certainly didn't when they were led by, uh, you know, Marcus Sala and Zach Randolph. Sure. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, for him, I think it's just a work in progress, like fully getting his scheme installed because this is a young team and they don't really have the shooters needed to get a lot of threes up or hit a lot of threes. But he's saying the right things. You know, I think he has the right ideas as far as kind of upgrading this, this roster and, and this franchise just from a scheme standpoint. And he really is a nice guy. Like, he's, he's been a great guy to work with, uh, you know, talk to every day. Uh, you know, he's very good at kind of explaining what the Grizzlies are trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. And, um, you know, I think it's been good for John Moran as well to be in a up-tempo scheme that's enabled him to run and gun and, uh, you know, and play to his strengths, obviously. Yeah, and I'll get you out of here on this. Is that the scouting report on the Memphis Grizzlies are going to try to rip it and go? They're going to take uh, gambles defensively and they're going to try to get up and down, run you out of the building? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a, a team that is just the opposite of grit and grind, basically. Uh, <laughs> they still want to play good defense, but they want to out, outrun you, too. And, uh, you know, they're trying to build a roster that can do that. So, uh, you know, I think they need, down the road, are going to need some better shooters than what they currently have. But, you know, they're 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 young and they're fun. You know, regardless of what the record is this season, you know, they're going to be fun to watch. And I think that's what fans are most excited for this year. Omari Sankofa. He's on Twitter at Omari Sankofa. Read all of his stuff at The Athletic, which if you're not subscribing, I don't know what the heck you're doing. Omari, thanks, bro. This is fun. I appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. All right, there he is, Omari Sankofa. And that's going to do it for Magic Drive Time tonight. We'll be back Monday with a fresh episode for you. Magic Grizzlies coming up here uh, over on 104.5 The Beat. Magic Pacers on Sunday. And I'll talk to you guys on Monday night. Our magic never compromise on the court. And magic fans don't have to compromise when it comes to diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry. You always get more at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's leading jeweler, recognized statewide for excellence in every category, selection, value, and trust. And that's why we've been named exclusive jeweler of the Orlando Magic again this year. So come visit one of our eight showrooms across the state or 24-7 at shopidc.com forward slash go magic. International Diamond Center, where magic fans shop for jewelry. Amway Center and cheer for Magic above all as the Orlando Magic battle the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday, November 13th. See the team take on Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and the rest of the Sixers during one of the biggest games of the season. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Another rebound, Orlando. That's Isaac. He'll take one step to the top and pack it down. Buy your tickets today at orlandomagic.com to see the Magic play the Sixers Wednesday, November 13th. It's big games above all.